0: Feedback Loop. I'm Joey. I'm Jeremy. And uh, we were talking about some music this week. Were we? Yeah. I mean, we aren't yet, I guess, but we will be.
1: we have talked about music in the past week, I'm sure.
0: You know, that's true. I think we probably did earlier. But (laughs) the specific music that we're talking about this week on our show is an album by Frog called Whatever. We probably already had it.
1: Which is, uh, it's an interesting title. Be- like, I, I mean, obviously this album came out in 2018. Yeah. But, uh, so obviously it wasn't written in the times of COVID. But, <laughs> but when I hear the, the, the title, what I we probably already had it. I, I very much get that like arrogant person saying that like about COVID. Yeah. Like, when they're like, ah, whatever we pro- we are, we all probably already had it. Like it's, it's whatever. Like, I didn't die. I'm still here. It doesn't, it's, it's a hoax. Oh yeah. gosh. Maybe, maybe it's just now? a sign of where, where I live, but like, I don't know. That's just, that's what I think of. That's where my mind goes. Whenever I read the album title,
0: I think of like an arrogant frat boy. Who's like, I don't know. Somebody's like, Oh dude, I heard about this, this new crazy drug. And the guy's just like, yeah, whatever. I, I've already had it. It's, it's not going to be anything to me.
1: It's probably something. more apt to, to what the album is, than COVID because COVID <laughs> was not a thing. In it, didn't exist yet. It, it, it didn't exist
0: yet, unless it was. And those were talking about the Chinese lab where it was art. Can, can I say that? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not. Ch- it's yeah. Okay, uh, we're I, being, we're being funny. I'm being facetious. There, I think,
1: I think people understand that. Okay, <laughs> uh, the album art of the the album, uh. It's just a photo, I guess, of them. Yeah, I th- of it's frog. a frog.
0: Yeah, Dan Bateman, who is the singer, guitar player, and Tom White, who is the drummer and backup singer. So,
1: who's who, who? Who is their bassist?
0: Exactly, it's Dan Bateman on the album, and when they're live, it's nobody. <laughs>
1: oh, I see. Okay, so so the singer plays the bass in the studio, and then
0: yeah, it just goes on. Yeah, and the drummer also plays like keyboard
1: stuff. Yeah, okay. That makes Yeah, so. I see it. you can see it in the in the picture. It looks like yeah. it has a little keyboard synthesizer or something set up behind it. And then it's just very clean font. It says frog. And then the album title on like a blue. Simple it's very yeah. simple. Yeah. And it's very it's kinda nostalgic, I suppose, because this album came out in twenty eighteen, but it doesn't yeah. look like it. It looks like an album cover from, you know, the sixties or something. Yeah. It's pretty kinda cool. clean, elegant, chill. I'm guessing that's
0: what they're going for. If not, they stumbled upon it. And it, that's what it looks like, anyways. So who cares? If they're going for it. <laughs> that's what it looks like.
1: Yeah, I mean, and because of their aesthetic, we we all know that the frog lives. Fro- frog is alive and well.
0: Yeah, currently, and currently. also they well, made it. A... Twenty eighteen. I don't know if they still are.
1: I, they, I didn't do any research.
0: They still are, unless I mean, as of like yesterday, they are, they still are. <laughs> I guess I can't publicly. I mean, maybe
1: they, maybe they broke up in private and they just haven't right. announced it yet. You know. Yeah. As of our knowledge, they they're still alive.
0: and as of our knowledge, track number one on this album is called Frog Lives. Holy shit and uh, Wait, this I
1: feel I feel rusty. I just want to call this out. I feel like because last week we didn't do an album now that I feel like I'm slipping back into something that I haven't done in a while, even though it's only been two weeks and I just feel like I'm, I'm flustered and like all over the place.
0: I feel that way too, but also maybe we're just like thinking about it. And more than usual, and we're just yeah. always this way.
1: So. Maybe. Maybe it's true. Maybe we're just more more aware this week. But uh, Frog Lives. It's a track. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would call it a song. It's like yeah. 17 seconds long.
0: And it's just them going,
1: Frog, Frog, yeah, Frog, Frog. frog.
0: And I mean, it's just like, I guess, an intro to kind of get back into it. I think there was a three-year gap between their last album, which was kind of blah, uh, I think it came out in 2015. To,
1: to clarify, is that the name of the album? Yes, yes. Okay. It's, you, you weren't insulting the album. No, I kind absolutely... Of, it's kind of blah.
0: I actually put that album as my top album of stuff that I listened to in oh, 2020. Yeah. So.
1: I totally listened to what you are saying when you were saying things on this, <laughs> this podcast. I respect you as a person. <laughs> but yeah. I, God damn it. What were you going to say?
0: No, I was just going to make fun of you because you don't listen to the, <laughs> listen to the podcast. That yeah, we do. well... I, I mean, it. So. It is,
1: it's it's fine. I do, but I don't. I mean, I edit it, but I don't actually listen to it most of the time. <laughs> but uh, that's neither here, here nor there. But yeah, so they're, they're just chanting frog,
0: yeah, over
1: and over again, and then it goes right into uh, American track number which two. Is track number two didn't did segue. No segue. we weren't having a good enough discussion to segue. <laughs> yeah, as if as if we ever have good segues anyway. So but,
0: I uh, didn't I didn't ask it on the first track because it wasn't obviously. really a song, but yeah. uh. Initial thoughts.
1: So it starts off, right? It's got some, like, kind of country bluesy guitars doing doing something that, that I'm not f- super into. Oh. And the, the vocals come. I mean, I am. But, like, it's... I don't know. It, it's more country, the aesthetic of it. And I think what really puts it apart for me is the vocals. I, well, mean, you... I feel like I feel like you should have seen this coming. If you didn't, then you're a fool. But the, the vocals come in, and I just... It's so off-putting to me. God damn it! It's so off-putting to me. It's it's he has this very sub- kind of redneckish like accent, especially in the first part of the song. Yeah, and I don't know if he's playing it up to sell the lyrics better or if that's just how he sounds. Because a lot of the, the the songs he doesn't actually sound like this. So I'm assuming it's the former. But it's just, I don't know, I, it's so obnoxious to me, the way he sings in this track, and it's, it's I don't like it. And he he starts off by saying, I'm going to go ahead and skip lyrics because I'm talking about vocals. We can come back to the music here in a second. But uh, he starts off by saying, Yes, by God, I'm American. God is great. He's hilarious. What the fuck y'all staring at? Tall, dark, bald, and arrogant. Like, I don't know. It, it's just like, it's it immediately is just put me in a bad mood. Not I don't know about bad mood, but it is just like man, I fucking hate this just immediately, just like oh, the worst thing with with just some like redneck guy screaming about being American and God being great and, and stuff like that. Cuz I get enough of that in real life.
0: Yeah, that you is know? that is I, a thing that happens where we
1: live. <laughs> I don't need that. So so it, I was immediately kind of put off by it. But then the chorus comes in and then the music has kind of a different vibe to it. And over the course of the past week, I've kind of grown fond of that sound of this the, their album, their music or whatever. And then by the time I get through the album and then the next time I start up the album, I'm just immediately off put again. Every time I listen to this album, it starts off that way. And I just it, it's kind of this negative feel about his voice that I, I just I hate it. I can't stand it kind of a thing. And then it kind of eases me back in. It never really loses its twang or, or the kind of country bluesy feeling of the music, but in this track, it, it kind of ends up building this pretty thick wall of sound. Yeah. that Hits a vibe similar to what I described last week with the deaf heaven album. I think where it's just like, it, it just zones me out a bit when, because there's just, there's so much noise and, and, and it's not a bad thing, but it just like, I don't know. It kind of hits me. So I think this track gets a pass. It every time I hear it, I immediately hate it, and then I'm like, okay, it's not that bad every time. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to get over that. But yeah, um,
0: I don't like it. So, I, I kind, I don't want to say I saw it coming, but I knew it, this was a possibility. I had accounted for this in my in my calculations mm-hmm. of how I thought this was going to go. Uh, but so he he is playing up his like, southern accent, which I don't know how he has such a, like, twang in his voice. because yeah, they're
1: from Milwaukee, right? They're from New York. New- what? Yeah. What? Why did I think they were from... I'm, I'm Googling this Googling. while you're explaining your shit. They're,
0: they're very much, like, I mean, maybe, like, originally, but, like, they are, like...
1: Oh, I... So, I figured out what the issue is. I'm when? incredibly impatient, and when I search frog band, the top result is the Wikipedia page for the band called The Frogs. Mm. And they were uh, an American rock music band founded in 1980 in
0: Milwaukee. So, Well, there you go.
1: But yeah, if they're from New York, what the fuck? Yep.
0: How, like, I don't understand how his voice sounds like that, but it does. That's fascinating to me. And uh, so, yeah, he's playing it up because, I mean, the song's called American. like, Yeah, yeah. It's obviously, like, he's playing up the American stereotype of, like, just like taking a dig at an American, but I think he's doing it to like put out this play of a lot of his other songs are very like kind of personal and emotional and introspective. And I think being from New York, I always took it as like, he's building up this, like how people tend to see like American people i guess like as the arrogant and like egotistical which i mean yeah like it gets that that is definitely a look that a lot of people have but then like he also portrays like the i don't know in the second kind of verse area where he's talking about like supermarket supermarkets lonely clorox aisles counter girl on the phone she never smiles the Mm -hmm. fridge is buzzing like a child the way he's singing that Like kind of gives me this like background behind the scenes view of like, okay, you're putting on this face, but like in the back, you're like lonely and empty and kind of just like walking around by yourself in a supermarket late at night or you're, it's not, there's, it shows that like the big front is, is exactly that it's a big front and behind Mm -hmm. it. It's like, there's not really too much back there, I guess
1: interesting so so that's your lyrical interpretation of the song right mhm so i don't i kind of don't know if i want to if i want to give away what i the conclusion that i have come to about this album do it um i guess i'll just we'll just we'll just take it song by song as okay. we always do but there just know that what i say i don't, I don't know we'll we'll just we'll, we'll I'm going to wing it we're going to just going to go through this the normal thing but so I also picked up it, that it was kind of he wasn't singing from his perspective is what I got is and he was kind of like cuz I assumed it was it was kind of satirical yeah. and that he was playing up his voice or whatever. So it's like okay, he's writing from the perspective of a stereo stereotypical southern redneck kind of guy going about his day, that kind of, you know, patriotic american thing. But he he mentions that he he gets stares at from the public. He says, "What the fuck y'all staring at?" And it's not really clear why. People are staring at him and maybe I read too far into that and some other lyrics in this, but, uh, he, he goes into the supermarket. Everything seems normal. So like after saying, okay, everyone's looking at me, he's just continuing about his day as if nothing's weird, nothing's out of place. But the last lyrics, the last two lines of the the song say, cluck, cluck, pat yourself on the butt, young man. I'm the king of smut, young man. Come give me a cut, young man. Shh." And maybe I read too far into this, but I feel like he's a closeted gay redneck. And maybe, maybe this is, this was me going out on a limb for sure. Maybe he has like a gimp in his cellar or, or something. Cause he mentions the Clorox Isles. So he's kind of a bit of a clean freak, maybe to subconsciously disguise his like dirty secret that he, that he's having sex with other guys or whatever. But everyone in the town can tell that something's not right, which is why they're kind of looking at him in, in a weird way and I, I, I'm probably reading too far into that, but the rest of this album, I think, doesn't make me too far off. I do change some bits of that throughout my notes, but I I think there's this perception that he's, he's hiding a dirty little secret kind of a thing.
0: I like where your head's at, man. I didn't pick up on all of that, and, I mean, that blew my fucking mind, <laughs> whether it's, like, right or not. I, yeah. I can definitely see it. Now that you've said it, it's clear as day. Sure.
1: when but, someone explains it to you, But uh it all makes sense, even if you wouldn't have come to that conclusion. But, man, I so don't that, know. That's just the introduction to this album that I got. And, actually, I, I, that's not fair because, like, the way I do my notes kind of behind-the-scenes peak, I guess, usually, like, I listen to the album throughout the week and then I don't look up the lyrics until I get my notes together, which is usually the day of or the day before recording the podcast so most of the time when i'm listening to the, the album i'll listen to it a few times before even looking at the lyrics because that's just how i listen to music uh so i didn't have the story of this album put together until today and i don't know again i don't know if there is a story of the album but there are some through lines i think that, that continue throughout the album i don't it just feels like he has something to hide
0: yeah I'm getting and i mean We'll we'll see if that's true in track number three. Something to hide, indeed. Boom, bam, boom, <laughs> boom, bam.
1: This one he immediately sounds less rednecky. Yeah. Right? So put me in, put me in a better mood. It kind of relaxed me. It's like okay, it, it was an act. He's not actually like. It, it was clearly like a joke, and this this track is more in line with like at least lyrically he sounded a lot closer to the presidents of the United States of America, which we did two weeks ago now. Yeah. So I was like, okay, okay, I can get why Joey recommended this album to me. It's not as like energetic as the President's album. Yeah. And it's a bit more like shoegazy, especially in this track. It's kind of chill. I don't dislike it, but I also don't like really love it. At least not yeah. at this point. It's it's a decent sound, and I I I don't want to say I like it. Well, I guess it's, I, I guess I well, I will say that I do <laughs> like it. I but it's not something that I like I love, and that's kind of how I feel about a lot of the album. In general yeah. but uh this one much better than than american in <laughs> my opinion i like
0: i like this song i i don't know if i like american more i like singing american more sure, because you're, a,
1: you're big tall dark and bald damn, and arrogant or whatever the straight <laughs> This defi- That definitely seems like something that I could see you singing back at, like, the pizza place or something. Yeah. That's why you're, like, mopping.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Just mopping all day, man. Living the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> paying minimum wage to slop up shit. Yeah, well. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's I, I do like the song, though. Like, I really like the sound. He, I feel like with this guitar, which I like the guitar a lot. Like, I mean, I mm. like his voice. I like everything about it obviously i fucking love this band but i really like the guitar i like how it's he uses a lot of like chords to make it really like bright and like you said it fills up a lot of space yeah without i mean they do have bass on the album but even when you listen to them live it's still like it still feels like there's a lot going on even with just a guitar player and a drummer right just like that version of their sound, I guess, or that, that aspect of their sound, but uh, yeah, it's it's like it's definitely slower. It's not as in your face, and there's even one part in the middle where it kind of like backs out, and it's just kind of him playing a little like or yeah. guitar, and he's just it, he's pretty much just talking to somebody, and it's right. kind of singing in like a lower key, but it's it's really just. Talking to somebody at that point, and then it comes back. But
1: yeah, that's an aesthetic that I think they use a couple times throughout this album. Where and, and I like it, like it gives a nice progression to the song, I guess, where it, it like establishes, I guess, the sound of the song, and then it'll have like a mid section where it kind of breaks that down and takes a step back and kind of like lets it all like reflect and sink in and, and marinate. But and then it'll go back to it, uh, it's something I picked up on a few of the songs lyrically. Uh, this one I didn't I didn't immediately have a through line to the album, so this one initially I it, it seemed like it was about a girl breaking up with her boyfriend or fiance potentially like about to get married like at a, at the altar kind of a deal.
0: Yeah,
1: she she breaks up with a guy, finds some random stranger that gives her a ride on the way back, hooks up with that guy in like a motel or something. And then after that's over, she's like, what am I doing? Like she texts her ex and she's going back to, to meet him wherever she left him is the initial vibe that I got.
0: Yeah. That's pretty much what I got. Just like, I mean, it just kind of walks through a scene of like, yeah, she's walking home from somewhere where like it starts off card was declined. She walked home crying. Do you need a ride? His car was dry. Like, so it's just paints the scene of just her having, I guess a terrible night. I don't know if it's because she was fighting with whoever she was with, like her boyfriend or fiance, whoever, or if it's just like her card was declined, so she couldn't get a taxi or something. So that's Mm -hmm. just upsetting in general, but like she just gets in and then ends up with this dude, like having an affair and then just takes a shower and bolts it to get home and talking about the guy like, I don't know. It's like I don't know if it's supposed to be talking about the guy like her fiance or boyfriend or whoever and like he figures it out or something mm. because I mean it's talking but I but I also feel like it's from the perspective of the guy who picks her up and he's like right. Hey, like but me though, like we had a cool time. Why are you just going home or whatever? Like they're both the other guy and they right. both it could be seen as like there's something to hide with that guy over there, like the other guy. And I don't know. I, I don't know which, I feel like it's probably more towards the guy that picked her up, but there's also a part of me that's like thinking it's the dude finds out or something. Yeah,
1: I don't know that, that. Cause I initially also was thinking that it was from the perspective of the guy that picks her up, but I think he might be onto something with it being the other guy finding out about it. and And I think that'll maybe tie in better to what I have later. Yeah, Um, but we we we'll get to that, and uh, I have no way to
0: say. (laughs) I was waiting. I should have done something, but I was just waiting for you to crash and burn because I I thought. Well, here it is,
1: Joey. (laughs) I hope you're proud. God once loved a woman. Track four. This track number four.
0: Boom. So this song is like, I don't know if you talked about like country kind of twang. This doesn't really necessarily have the country twang but he gets like some cool little finger style mm-hmm. guitar playing going on in there that's really like i mean it's called god once loved a woman and it kind of sounds very like not heavenly i guess but it's very like very bright and airy and whatever with like like there's a lot in this song that makes you feel like you're floating whenever it's right. going on
1: and he has very very like a tender voice in this track, he's kind of singing kind of softly and, and the music itself is soft and it, it almost has this somber sound to it. Yeah. And then the middle section of this one kind of starts to build a little bit with some kind of weird vocals followed by like the drums come in and the bass comes in. And then it, I don't know, just analyzing the music, it felt like at that point, the story started taking a turn in the music and it got a little bit more dark and yeah. then it kind of pauses for a minute to describe the scene to just kind of like let it all sink in or whatever. And then the, for the end of the song, it kind of felt a bit pained. Like if if like heartbreak had happened or whatever, that's what I was picking up just from the music. And I think that kind of goes along with the lyrics as well.
0: I agree. Like, it's like the music's telling a story that's like hope or just, I guess wanting or something like the, the guy, God is following this woman. And it's like, this hopeful kind of bright airy floaty sound kind of going along. And then it's like they meet and the scene is just like, like it goes along with the lyrics where it's just like twisting and getting darker. And it's like, not mm-hmm. at all what was expected. And it's just like, it melts a little bit, which I mean, all these words I'm using to describe are lyrics, like words <laughs> yeah. that are in it, but it's just like, it just feels really, really weird. Like I get this very vivid, image of like he's meeting her and then like she's just like super confused and kind of like scared or something and that makes him feel like oh shit what's happening like what what's going on like this isn't at all what i expected and kind of just everything separates
1: interesting do you do you want to hear my my crazy off the wall take of the lyrics of the song
0: dude a fucking course i do
1: (laughs) So it, it initially, like, it gave me kind of a, a creepy vibe because he starts off with saying, God once loved a woman, her features soft in German, and one day after sermon, God followed her home across the George Washington. Right? So he, he's following her home from church. And it, it, it took me a minute to get there. But initially, I was like, okay, the song seems to be about a holy man stalking, raping, and killing a beautiful young woman. Yeah. Uh, because, like... The first bit, like I just read, sets up the stalking, right? He's following her home. Then it mentions that she saw her son running past a window, reaching through thin smoke and touching the glass through the cold burning past is what he he says. And I was wondering if that was either part of her or if that was part of her like having a memory of her deceased son, like if her son had died. Cause it, she, she sees him run past the window and then he reaches out through like this thin wispy smoke and touches the glass, but she can't like get it. And with the, the burning past, it kind of made me feel like she had lost her son already. And she was trying to like reconnect with him. And that's maybe why she was going to church to begin with is to kind of mourn and, and to ease the grief of her loss by like seeking out some belief in the afterlife or whatever. And then she gets followed home by the, the holy man, <laughs> the priest that is, that I've, that is being called God in the song. They, they mention God. They don't say he's a priest, but yeah. I took that to mean that he's a holy man. And then there's like some, some weird imagery. Like it, it says he felt her in him growing him being God. In this case, he wanted her to know him. So when it started snowing, meaning climaxing, like a dude just came yeah. is what it got to me. Cause he was growing. Gr- he was, she was feeling him grow in her kind of thing which it it gave me kind of a rapey vibe because he was already following her home so the dude rapes her right and then like god spoke to her from the the path train platform the ground it took it shook rats ran in swarms and scratched and clawed through the fog there arose form and it just like it that the whole like summoning of rats like he got pissed off and he's just murdering her now yeah he says like As he's killing her, he says, you are the most beautiful thing that I made. And he watches as her face twists and melts towards the shade. Now all the boneyards tremble with her name. So it implies that she's dead. And I feel like there's just that kind of weird like creep to it that makes it more of like a rape and murder kind of a thing. And it goes on to say like something's there. You don't care. It's unfair. It's a drain still clogged up with her hair. So either this is like, where wherever she died i guess still kind of has that memory of her because she was killed in such a brutal fashion in that house whether it's been sold to someone else and you can still like feel her presence there and it says don't you get the concept you ain't slept it's a dorm where her things were once kept so like it's like someone else has moved into the house and is hearing the story of what had happened to this woman in this house which may, doesn't seem like it's connected but i'll get there in, in yeah. due time
0: see I think you could be right based on another song that comes later. And I think there could be at least a general theme that shares it. I always got the idea that it was like like her son is gone, has died. Mm-hmm. And whenever she got to the platform, it was like I, vis- I thought of it as like a literal god. Right. And she sees him. But it's like a bittersweet kind of because it's like you took my son from me because she just came from church, so I'm assuming she subscribes to that faith that it's like you're all powerful and you took my son from me as she's trying to like throw herself in front of a train, like interesting. But and and
1: that'll explain the ground shaking. Yeah,
0: and God is like being like, no, we don't like you're the most beautiful thing that I made. Not necessarily talking about her in specific, but like as a person like right saying that people are the most beautiful thing it's like you are a person and he's and her face is twisting and melting towards the shade as like she's dying and she's just like not believing him and it's so like I can't believe you would come to me at this moment and try to stop me from trying to end this pain or something
1: yeah right. no so so now i'm 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 thinking that I'm wrong. I'm I'm right on well I'm not right I'm I'm absolutely right on these things but to fit in what you're saying instead of her or instead of him like murdering her maybe it was that like he did rape her and that was that and then she from the trauma of that you know wanted to kill herself because I mean the whole throwing herself in, in front of a train seems so obvious to me now that like they were on the, the train platform. I think he was following her and he's yeah. like, no, don't do it. Like, I love you. You're the most beautiful person in the world. I, I don't want you to do it. And then she like turns around null all dramatically and then falls in and then gets splattered by the train. that's why he, he sees like her, her face is being twisted and melted and whatever. But then I, I don't really know how to justify the, the drain being clogged up with her hair and being sleeping in a dorm where her things were once kept. doesn't really make sense to me. But I think you were more correct with the whole train platform thing. I just don't know it, how to finish the that resolution with what I had.
0: It could just be because, I mean, it starts with something's there. You don't care. It's unfair. Like, it could be talking about just the general feeling that, like, I don't know. Somebody used to live here. Somebody with a whole life used to live here. And now you don't even care because you don't. It's unfair that this person is just gone from yeah. most memory and it's like the, there's still her hair in the drain there's physical pieces of her there but no emotional or memory of her there i guess so, so
1: in, instead of the new homeowner like being weirded out by the potential haunting because someone was murdered in the house is just like oh that's that's sad but whatever yeah i have a house now i don't care who owned it
0: yeah or yeah like they just they're just like whatever like it's my house now I'll just yeah. unclog this drain and, and get, <laughs> get, all this, the hair away. get all this person's hair out of here.
1: <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I'm not even going to try to segue. I'm so out of the segue because this is like the most interesting story that I've come up with for an album. <laughs> I'm just, I just want to talk about it. So track number five is Give Me Your Number.
0: Yeah. And it's – there's no – there- There's no whistling. There's only whistling. There's no words. There's no
1: whistling. It's it's strange in a world of music where the song specifically has no whistling because there are just so many songs that are all whistling. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the opposite of that is yeah. It's the
0: literal opposite. It's just uh, (laughs) like there's kind of a baseline thing going. Like it's just him playing like a very slow like doom. Doom to doom type bass line, or it's yeah. just slow throughout the song. I can't believe you just set that so- can down. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I didn't, I bumped it as oh, I was bringing okay. it down.
0: But uh, yeah, so it's like just got this little slow moving bass line. It's about a minute and 45 seconds long, and partway through, kind of like a a synthy keyboard type thing just kind of drones on for, yeah. for it, and it's just him whistling a melody over that for the entirety of the song. So.
1: Yeah, pretty pretty short and simple. It's kind of like an interlude, yeah. Kind of track getting you from from walking you down a bit from the energy of the last song and yeah. kind of preparing you to for for the next leg of your journey to the restroom, perhaps.
0: Yeah, here. Yeah. Oh my God! I didn't even realize you did that. Track six. <laughs> track six, ladies and gentlemen, Genimal? Genimal. <laughs>
1: Gen- Whoa, Joey! Don't be talking <laughs> about people's genitals.
0: <laughs> genital six, genital men.
1: Gentlemen, <laughs> ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, late, 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 gentle. Track number six is "Journey to the Restroom," and boy, does that awful voice return! What was, he, you he don't said, like his voice I in this don't. song? <laughs> I really don't. And it's it's weird because like tracks three through five, the last three tracks that we talked about, I kind of forget that. American has such like an off-putting vocals and it comes right back in after that interlude with this. And so it's kind of a bit jarring to me. Uh, That being said, I do like this, this track better than American. There's some like interesting, like rhythmic elements to this one. And there's some like really clean guitar tones and interesting section changes and, and stuff like that. His voice just doesn't do it for me though.
0: I could see that. This song, like, I feel like he is drunk when singing this song. Like, yeah. he there's a lot of kind of, like, slurring going on and not mumbling, but almost he, there.
1: He's, like, stumbling through his words.
0: Yeah, very much. And I like it. I like the vibe of the song. And uh, But, it, yeah, it comes back in with, like, a higher energy where it's got, like, I don't know. It's just faster. Then, like, God Once Loved a Woman, it's faster than yeah. Something to Hide. It's almost on the same pace as, like, American, but not quite as twangy in the music. Yeah, it's I pretty guess. rocky. Yeah. And uh, I really, I like the guitar parts in, like, the chorus, where it's kind of got, like, a cool melody going on. It's, like, yeah. got shifts in the melody in the chorus, and that's just, I like it. But, uh, yeah. yeah I I, I, agree.
1: I think the music covers up a whole lot of the pain of his voice (laughs) pain, my my pain, not his pain. He doesn't sound like he's in, I mean, I guess kind of, he's wasted and talking about shit, but I think the music helps me personally enjoy it better. Just because his voice is so like,
0: not great. Well, speaking of a not great voice, what he's saying in the song is about, uh, I don't know. Like for me, it always just gets like a dude is just like on a, in a drunk night on the town just like having a bad time just because he's like too far gone like I don't know just the way that it starts off is like him stumbling through the words of fuck man think was thinking of going to sleep or maybe <clears throat> getting something to eat three am vomit and cones on the street drip dry and repeat she died in a restroom in miss in midtown and it's like shit dude this guy's just like I don't know, it just paints a picture of somebody just, like, stumbling through, like, the streets of New York City and there's, like, just... They stumble upon a dead person right. in a restroom, like, out in the middle of the city and they're just like, ah, oh, fuck, like, what's happening? But also, it, like, looking at it deeper, it kind of seems like she's not dead in the moment that he's being... He's drunk. It's just, like... It seems, like, almost like a separate thing. Which makes me wonder if he's connected. Like, this is where... Kind of the story of like what you were talking about originally on God, God once loved a woman, where it's like the dude was like a rapist and a murderer. Like, yeah, it makes me think that this is tied in some way, but <laughs> I don't entirely know how.
1: well, let me like you <laughs> do it do it, do it. This, this is a track that made it all kind of come together, but but now that I'm like looking at the lyrics, i don't I'm not so sure because now I'm thinking that he's drunk because he's mourning the girl and yeah. she like, she knew him and he found out that she died in, in a restroom somewhere. And like, they, they don't really know what's going on. But I think that the last lyrics kind of tie it back to what I was saying. So I'm just going to go with what I wrote down. So initially I was like, I have no fucking clue what's going on in here. There's clearly the drunken mess of the protagonist and a dead chick. That much is clear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking in, I was thinking in similar tone to the girl hooking up with a stranger in track three uh which is something to hide and then the murder rape in track four with god once loved a woman perhaps they're all loosely connected and it's it's all revolving around the same guy and he's just some fucking psychopath he gets drunk he picks up chicks he fucks them and then he murders them kind of a thing the girl in track three got off easy because he just wasn't feeling it that day when when he gave her a ride he was thinking about it they had a quickie they fucked and then she was just he, she got away because whatever reason he didn't feel like murdering her or something. But it's not clear in this track if the girl killed herself. But I kind of get the vibe that he killed her and then left her there. Yeah, and because he he seems to act like he doesn't know what happened, saying like I heard they had to break down the the door to the room or whatever. And like it, I don't know. So so I'm thinking that it's just like one guy who's like a serial killer rapist kind of guy who was just like love, loves getting off on shit like that. And he's just trying a bunch of different things. Maybe that's where it started was in track three, something to hide, like track two American where he was kind of, I, I implied that he was maybe experimenting with other men kind of thing. And he's, he's trying to like shelter or closet himself and like pretend like it's all normal or whatever. But it really has these weird, abnormal sexual fantasies or whatever, which it's it's not, if you like dudes, that's not abnormal. I'm not trying yeah. to say that, but things that, that people in the town would kind of like not agree with. Yeah. Especially when he's singing in, in such like a Southern redneck, kind of thing that would not go over well. But so, so that was kind of him dipping his toes into something that he would see as like a deviance in sexual norms or whatever. And then something to hide. He picks up some random chick on the side fucks her and then goes about it he's like maybe i'm gonna take this a step farther and then track four he follows someone home rapes them against their will and then she kills herself track number five is the whistling track so maybe he's just trying to like (laughs) get get over it himself or act like everything's normal and just like man this was kind of fun all of the feelings and then track six i don't know if how necessarily if it's related in the way that i already expressed but it, it seems like he's like a drunken mess because maybe it's all starting to come back to him or whatever. But it, it, the last line in the song says, you lead, you don't follow, you come, you don't swallow, you bleed in this hovel, you call me tomorrow. So I, I was feeling like maybe he raped this chick or maybe th- it was consensual or whatever and he took it too far and ended up killing her but thinking that she was okay or, or he didn't know that he killed her at the time where he's just being like super rough and, and like she was bleeding all over the place or, or bleeding a little bit and then left her kind of in a panic. said so, yeah, you'll call me tomorrow. And then she bled out and died or whatever, wherever she was. And then someone found her later, but because they had to break the door down, like I, I'm not sure if she killed herself. Cause that would kind of imply that it was locked from the inside yeah and that he couldn't have gotten out. So I'm not hundred percent sure what's going on. Maybe it was another suicide because God once loved a woman also kind of had that suicide feel to it. So I'm not hundred percent on the details, but I do think, that there's some connection and that connection is the protagonist of this album who is just like trying new ways to, to get his kicks.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know how it all works together. I feel like I'm too close to this album without, because before this, that wasn't like, I didn't really pay uh, too much attention to what kind of the words could have meant, I guess. Right. It was more just like a wash. But now I feel like I need to do like some sort of deep dive rabbit hole thing <laughs> trying to figure this out because it is it's all painting a picture of like, I don't know.
1: I don't know, man. It's its a lot of specific inc- incidents played back to back. And I, I feel like that's that's kind of a, there's like a through line there. To be clear, I, I don't dislike this album because I, I actually think I enjoy this album a lot more than I would have because there's this kind of weird, dark, uh, edgy kind of story to it. That is kind of betrayed by the sound of the album. Yeah, there's still some darker sounds in the album, but like for the most part, it's very bright sounding. And, and there's like a kind of shoegaze kind of feel to it. But uh, yeah, I, I I think it's super interesting, and it leads me to like track number seven, Bones, a whole lot. Fuck yeah,
0: you like Bones? It's my favorite song on the album. Hell yeah! It's, I think it's my favorite song as well.
1: Well, you better know, boy. <laughs> Well, No, no bones I'll, about it. Then I'll
0: say yes, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really like the sound of the track. The guitars are really chill again, kind of similar to the laid-back structure of like God Once Loved a Woman, but it's a bit more developed or yeah. a bit a bit more like... I don't know. It's not really upbeat. I don't really know how to describe it, but it sounds better to me. And then the backing scents are there, but they're kind of understated just for like some texture kind of deals. The vocals are a little bit buried under everything else which I I don't think I have a problem with his vocal on this track. I think it works very well, just the mixing of the song. It's just, I don't know, it it feels nice to listen to the song.
0: Man, like, yeah, I just, so it's got like the finger style kind of guitar. It's not like fast or anything. It's not like he's doing like any sort of bluegrass picking type thing, but it's just, I like how he's able to play like the melody and kind of the background at the same time. Yeah, that's that's just something that I generally like in like folk music, in bluegrass music, in indie, like in all types of music, and I like that he does it and uses it to create kind of a bigger sound for a two man band, but uh,
1: like a two man gentleman band.
0: God damn it! I knew <laughs> I knew there was gonna be something because like as soon as you started saying like he could have been a guy that like raped and murdered women, I was like. When's the Two Man Gentleman Band coming?
1: <laughs> no, so that's why I wanted to be clear. Like, I, I do not make that connection.
0: Yeah, like,
1: Two Man Gentleman Band rubbed me the wrong way because it seemed like the singer was being very misogynistic. As, yeah, like, as a person, whereas with this album, it's more of like telling a story. I don't I don't think the the singer or the songwriter himself is the, the protagonist in the story. I think he's just telling the story of this really fucked-up individual yeah. that was doing some very fucked-up things. Well, maybe it's just easier for me to separate because of that. But, yeah, I don't hate this nearly as much as I like, <laughs> disliked the uh, the Two Men gentlemen Bad album lyrics. Well, cool. You know, that's pretty cool. Speaking of lyrics, though... Yeah. The This is a very, like out-of-place song, I think, in what I've gathered in, in my through line or whatever. It's very, like, a nostalgic and wholesome song. Yeah. Which is maybe intentional contrast kind of a thing to, like, I don't know, make make a cool dynamic. I'm not really sure what he's referring to by Bones specifically. The first line he says, Bones, we watched Bones through the laundromat's fumes in the cold. It's a TV show. Well, I know that, but is, is that what he's singing about?
0: Yeah, I think he's singing, because... There, I think he's talking about watching the TV show Bones on a TV through like steam fumes from out like. I just felt outside. like Bones
1: Bones was a metal, like it meant something. It wasn't just like a TV show. Maybe it is a simple, you know, Occam's Razor. But I don't, I, just I, like I, just, I, I felt like the song being titled Bones, and it being just kind of like a throwaway, like I don't know. I feel I I, I I'm not saying that's not the case. I did consider that in my mind. I'm like, but now that that there's gotta be more to it in my mind.
0: What do you think it is?
1: I don't know. I don't uh, have an answer. <laughs> I see, wish I did.
0: I, I always took it as like, I don't know. Like this song seems very specific, like in nostalgic. Yeah. And it seems like he's very much talking about specifically the times that he had with a person or people and how that is affecting the rest of his life and how those memories have like shaped who he is or how often he thinks about them. And it's just that first little verse where there's, everything is so specific. He's talking about bones. We watched bones through the laundromat's fumes in the cold. There's a VA hospital that you and I'd walk by on our way to diners and beggars and Popeye's and talk just like, and now did you know that you're the guardian of a part of my life that I had forgotten? Like he's talking Specifically about like a specific memory of like them being alone late at night and just like watching a TV show through a through a laundromat window, walking somewhere to get some food and just talking about like people begging for money on the side of the street or whatever. And it's like now you are the guardian of that memory, that part right. of my life.
1: Yeah, I, I very much got that same vibe. I just I felt like Bones had to be something more. Because I, I feel like saying that you're the gar- guardian of a part of my life is very much like saying that I have a very fond memory tied to you. Yeah. And whenever I think of you or see you, that's kind of the, the grounding that, that my brain goes back to and kind of makes me feel nostalgic for that kind of thing. So maybe it's still along the same lines, and the guy's just feeling nostalgic for when he was younger before all of the weird serial killer rapey vibes yeah. crept into his brain, but this one notably felt different at least lyrically but i like yeah
0: i know i said i was trying to get away from nostalgia but i had like i had to do it with this one because that's (laughs) like the reason like i love this band and this song specifically i feel like on the album it's just like i don't know just the end of this song where he's just talking about there's a song that you learned from your mom and you thought if you'd call it out she'd come along yeah did did you know that I've thought about you every year in the cold where the train rattles through and I never told you it's just what I do like just having that moment where you have like a nice little memory of somebody and then like I don't know maybe you meet them in the future and you're just like I just think about you sometimes and it's nice or like I, I have these fond memories of us. Like maybe you tell them and it's just like, it's just, just this nice little thing that yeah. you shared. It's like we, we had a nice point in our life and it makes me happy whenever I think about it. And that's just a nice thing.
1: Yeah. Now I, I'm, my brain's working. Right <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm workshopping some ideas here now. Oh shit. So, so the train rattles is mentioned here as well as in God once loved a woman where the ground shaking where we established that a woman killed herself. So I wonder if maybe he is looking back on that moment as if he has some like super fond memories of this woman that was trying to get away from him kind of a thing, and he's like filling in gaps in his mind to where he's like, oh, that that was a good time. I missed that time. I wish that woman was still alive kind of a thing. And maybe that's just explaining how he skewed things. Furthermore, my mind wandered from that Uh, to back to God once loved a woman. And I feel like God has to be him in that song because in American, he talks about how he's arrogant. Yeah. So maybe he's defining himself as God and he just thinks he's like the best shit, which is why he can get away with doing what he's doing. And it's so easy to him to get away with it. And he, he can do no wrong and people don't really know how to take him because he's so great or whatever. But that, that granted that's just, that's, it's a, it's a train of thought that my mind went on while you were uh, describing the nostalgia and, and looking back. And hopefully it's more innocent than that. But Well,
0: you know, that's like, it can be both. Honestly, like, however you take it. To, yeah. to your point, though, there's a song that you learned from your mom and you thought if you'd call it out, she'd come along. Like, it's pretty dark. But I mean, to fit in with your narrative is like, I don't know. It's, who are you going to call for if something yeah. extremely terrible is happening? Maybe right. you're just like calling for your mom or you're singing something that you like, you hope some your mom would recognize and come and save you. Like, right. That,
1: that you're you're c- just kind of, you're kind of reverting back to that primal instinct of like calling out for someone who raised you and gave you care. You're like mom, mom, help mom. Kind of, yeah. Uh, without really like, without literally expecting your mom to show up. But yeah. in, in that moment, you know, I like yeah. that.
0: You don't know what you're. You don't know what else to do. So you're just like, doing shit. You have it, an innate response to this, where you're right. like, S- somebody come take care of me, please. I need help.
1: That's super interesting. I th- I think I'm totally sold on my crazy theory now about <laughs> this album. And I don't want to know if I'm wrong. But uh, to that point, I don't want you to tell me where you're going if if you take this in a completely different direction for the last song.
0: Well, I'll tell you where I am going, and it's to. Track number eight, don't tell me where you're going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is, this is an interesting song to end the album on, I think. Especially with the start, it starts off with just like a drum machine with some pretty bassy kick, yeah. which felt super out of place on this album. And then the guitars and the vocals come in. It, it kind of gets back to the similar sound of other tracks. I feel like Bones would have been a better final track. Yeah. Uh, the, the it does have a guitar solo in this one that's kind of like drowned out of, <laughs> which was kind of interesting and then it has like some piano in it as well that sounds notably different but I feel like the album should have ended at bones or the song should have been placed somewhere earlier on the uh, the album musically
0: yeah like if we're going by the narrative that has been constructed here I feel like this song doesn't fit in as well or it's like a a prequel or something. It's like before it's talking about like before the dude turned into the fucking Joker or something. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems like I like the sound of this song, but I like it because of the way it makes me feel at the end of the album. But if you're looking for a complete album experience, I guess as a whole, like this song leaves me feeling like empty and wondering like, where's where is everything going or what like <laughs> well, what i am don't
1: I, want to tell you where it's going yeah.
0: it's like like i just like i crave that feeling of emptiness out of the end of like albums or yeah. i guess more frog albums specifically and i feel like they do a pretty good job of that but if you're looking for like a complete package it it's not gonna leave you with that it's gonna leave you being like okay like everything just dropped out there's silence and now i don't feel okay type thing right
1: yeah it uh, doesn't it doesn't have a nice bow to tie up yeah the at the end but uh
0: I, I like the slow feel of it like the guitar solo is kind of just like really raky and kind yeah. of out of tune. like it's just like ding, 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 ding. like it's almost not a solo i mean it is but it's like it's kind of just somebody like whacking on a little guitar type <laughs> thing
1: yeah I and, almost didn't write guitar solo. I was like, "Is this actually a guitar solo that I'm hearing right now?"
0: I think like, it would have to be. I yeah. mean, like if you're trying to if you're trying to give it a name, I think it would have to be a guitar right. solo. Uh, but yeah, then there's like the kind of old sounding detuned piano type mm-hmm. doodad. But uh, lyrically, like yeah, it doesn't kind of fit in with like the story in a progressive sense. It I always took it as being like about the band themselves and maybe his experience with like a woman in the past or yeah. something but if we're putting it into the the narrative of <laughs> this psychopathic rapist murderer guy yeah. it could be like a, a a before story it could be like episodes 1 through 3 where you're watching Darth Vader become <laughs> become the evil guy i guess if we're going with star wars references you watch
1: darth vader become anakin
0: <laughs> I, should I should have i totally should have i know that would have pissed you right that's, off that's
1: the issue joe you watch all of the movies in reverse order don't
0: you <laughs> yep <laughs> I mean, I guess everybody kind of did because they started with four somehow. I not mean, rever-
1: like, that's not what reverse means, though. Yeah, but, but Also, fun fact, four wasn't four at the time. It was just the only Star Wars movie. It was not intended to be the fourth
0: movie. Are you telling me George Lucas and all of his great foresight didn't start back <laughs> in like the late 70s with like, okay, you guys. I'm no, going
1: f- write- to write six movies.
0: <laughs> Out of order. No, I'm going to write nine movies. really <laughs> he
1: wrote them all.
0: He did. He actually wrote the sequels and just like, that was his plan to sell it to Disney and then yeah. them produce the sequels. Yeah. He just knew. to piss off his fan base even more.
1: He knew what a monster Disney would be in the fucking twenties.
0: Dude. You're anyways. Gonna get, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so
1: my interpretation of the song, I, I grant that this one is pretty different and it's not as easy to tie into my, my theory. But I had two possible stories here one of which which seems less likely to me is that the writer has fallen in love with a prostitute like he, he's in a band or whatever and he he's he's an opening for other bands or whatever so he's not like super big but he's big enough to have like I guess a um, be on the ticket but uh, so after that he plays he mentions a she a girl that came in late and brought her man so. I'm thinking maybe she's a prostitute and her pimp doesn't approve of what's been going on. Maybe because he hasn't been paying off or pay, paying up whatever he's been using her for, you know? Um, and cause it, it kind of implies that he's different and that he doesn't necessarily agree with what's going on or, or whatever. At least that's the vibe that I got. Um, the second more reasonable theory that I had is that the writer being a musician in, in the band has kind of developed a drug habit. And that's coming from, he, he says, drop the needle, turn over, repeat, which obviously could just be a final reference. But then he says, sell him on the corner of 14th Street, which is also where I was kind of getting the prostitution or the drugs kind of a deal coming in. But uh, so he has this drug habit. One of his friends is the woman that either sells to him or buys from him. And she brings her boyfriend backstage, her new boyfriend. And the dude's not happy about it because he's some Jesus loving dude that is just not about her, her using drugs or whatever. Uh, so the dude throws a fit, and now the, the writer doesn't get to get high with her anymore. Maybe he thought that they had something special, and they would just get high all the time and have fun and, and be with each other, and he thought that was kind of romantic or whatever. But now she has her own boyfriend, and the dude's like, nah, this isn't happening anymore. Uh, and he's just kind of talking about how, how that's not the case, and he misses her.
0: I like where your head's at. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it I don't is. know. I
1: don't necessarily know if it's the same protagonist that I've described to be a serial killer rapist throughout the rest of the album, or if it's if it's related in any way. I feel
0: like this album could go so many ways because I feel like there's definitely a a tinge of truth to the fucking crazy psychopath narrative and i feel like this also like cuz i've always just took it as at like a surface level like yeah. especially with like this song where it's like maybe this dude's just like a bum musician type of guy trying to make it and it's like there's just like a girl that he likes who just came in with her new guy or something yeah. then like maybe they have a history and drop the needle turn over repeat like i took it as originally as a vinyl reference, and he's just, like, selling them on the street, kind of like people would sell, like, cassette tapes or, like, CDs or mixtape, whatever, and, like, people are telling them, like, uh, I don't know, this shit is a con, you're a coward, you're a clown, you're never going to get the fuck out of this town, is, like, people being like, your music sucks, fuck you, nobody's going to ever buy your music or you're not going to get signed or whatever, and just, like, I guess the girl got out of it like out of the town. And he's talking about like, I miss you, but don't tell me where you're going. Cause I know I'm just going to make a fucking fool of myself. If I know and try to go get you. Cause there's stuff that I want to say to you type thing. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm having doubts on everything that I said up to this point for this, this song anyway, not the rest of the album, but I'm thinking it's more the lines of what you were saying with him, just trying to make it by selling records. No one, no one has faith that his band's going to go anywhere. And I, I don't know why I initially had the the impression that she brought her boyfriend backstage. Because he says played first out of three bands. So I was imagining like after he got off the show, he was backstage somewhere. But I yeah. guess if it was a much smaller venue or something, maybe she just came to see the show. And she brought him in and he saw it. And he, it, it crushed him, kind of like what you were saying, knowing that, that she is with another guy. And, uh, I think the issue that he's seeing with it, at least from his perspective, obviously he misses her, but he says, he says, I met a boy. He's nice. Found his Lord and savior in Jesus Christ. But then he goes on to say, yes, Lord, don't be afraid. God is with us every day, pumping Alice in chains in the driveway. So maybe he's just like, maybe he's thinking, they're like, man, that guy has nothing on me. Yeah, he, he worships Jesus, whatever. I do that every day with Alice and Chains sitting in the driveway. kind of. Yeah. Just kind of further contrasting him from the man that has taken his girl kind of a thing because he's bitter about it and he's trying to make it and nobody believes in him. And now the one face that he was hoping would like bring him joy every time she showed up at his concerts is now kind of a bad omen deal and he dismisses it.
0: Man. It could be an origin story, then.
1: It could be. Like Maybe this. that's what what turned him into the weird serial rapist.
0: Which uh, probably not probably not the best route to take. I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably not.
0: You can always just like work harder at your music. Try to find un, uh, just anybody else. Like it, they say it a lot. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Just because I'm I know it's a
1: fish. I don't want to date a fish.
0: Yeah, but fish taste good. So there's plenty of
1: them in the sea just That's that's maybe maybe that's what happened is he took it too literally and he's like, "Man, I like fish. Fish tastes good. Let me just go kill a bunch of people and eat them."
0: <laughs> Cuz they're fish.
1: Cuz they're fish. How <laughs> <don't> fucking shit. <laughs> Overall, I I really like the musical vibe of the album, but the singer's voice gets on my nerves every now and then, and every time I I listen to the album again, it just like hits me with that that kind of annoying redneck vibe and I, I just I can't get away from it right now. I think it has potential to hit me in the right way at a different point in time. But this week I just wasn't there.
0: I would, if you're going to revisit, I would, since you don't like the kind of redneck vibe, I, I, if you're going to give another album a a try, I would go with for kind of blah as your next album. If you're so inclined. Sure.
1: But I'm I'm always inclined. I just never actually do it. I mean just like you and not ever listening to Lord's first album. I'll do so, it whenever you admit yeah, we want Let's to do, do it. it. Well that's that's a long ways off. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna but, say it's not gonna happen, but it's a long ways off.
0: On your fucking deathbed, you're gonna be like turn <laughs> turn to me with like that movie shit where you're like, Yeah, there's something I meant to tell you. <laughs> Yesterday, while I was getting my dialysis treatment, I was listening to Hella, and it was okay.
1: Yeah, clicked. I hope that happens. I don't. I don't. I feel like there'd be a, a very weird circumstance where, like, I'm on my deathbed, and and you're the one there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. In the room with me,
0: the only one too. Just the like only
1: one. Else. Just me and you, buddy. <laughs> We're going to be recording a podcast while I'm on my deathbed <laughs> and,
0: I wonder how many- and you'll
1: have it on tape. It's perfect. Yeah. you will have it on record because we'll be recording it in, on my deathbed and then the entire podcast of us doing this for, you know, 50 years would have, uh, would have come full circle.
0: I'll give you more than 50 years, maybe 60. I don't know about that, man. I think it'll be like eighty something.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I am gonna make it that long. To be honest,
0: I guess yeah. that's true. We're getting up there in the twenties. So. <laughs> I
1: am mean, two years off of thirty now, man. So
0: I am three. Boom. I'm basically,
1: Ha-ha. basically an old man. At I'm this super point. young, even. <laughs> Next week, though, we're gonna be uh, doing an album that I chose. Ooh! That I actually didn't tell you beforehand. Yeah, you didn't. I don't know what's happening. I mean, it's on our it's on our structure notes but uh metric is the band oh cool the album is fantasies they have kind of a a synth rock kind of vibe it's not specifically related to to frog in any way i just kind of felt like it it's not too far off from frog to be clear but it's it's not i did not choose it because of this frog album cool I, i didn't make any connections there but yeah fantasies by metric i really love the album it recently had its 10th anniversary, I think, as so it came out in 2009, I want to say. Somewhere around there. But uh, yeah, solid album. Check it out. If you guys liked this Frog album or liked my interpretation of this Frog album, leave us some comments. Send us some messages, some tweets, whatever. Uh, if you think I'm completely wrong and insane, that's valid. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably more right than I am. But let me know what you think this album's about because I'm curious. Because I went so so deep off or so far off the deep end for this album trying to to squeeze in my serial killer thing. But I think it works. I think it holds up.
0: Yeah. I mean it it's got plenty of evidence. We might need a detective in here, but you know.
1: <laughs> Maybe we need to get uh, what was the name, Dan? Is Dan the, the singer songwriter?
0: Yeah, Dan Bateman.
1: Yeah, get Dan Bateman. Hey, look, Dan Bateman, Patrick Bateman. <laughs> it's there. It's right there asking for it. But yeah, Dan, if you're listening, hi tell me that I'm right or wrong about your album because I'm, I'm interested to find out. We really need to reach out to some of these artists at some point to, to see what they say about the albums and, and confirm or deny <laughs> what we've said is, is fact because that's what happens on the internet. If someone's going to hear us and like, man, that, that album's about blah, 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 and it's really not. But but it's whatever, whatever you take from it, man.
0: Yeah, as long as... And you know what? Even if it's not... About some crazy psycho murder rapist guy, like at at least that gave you some sort of interest into the sure. album that you would not have had
1: before, for sure. And it, it was fun as hell to talk about and <laughs> and draw all of my weird charts on the wall and, and pin up with the, the strings and stuff, making connections that maybe aren't there and and go a little crazy every night. Because who who doesn't want to go crazy every now and then, you know? But if you guys want to want to want to be crazy. You know what I'm going to say. You, yeah. You've been here. Stay on our feedback. Either. Bye.